Hello, my friend. Before we get into the Hairstylist Rising podcast, I have to tell you a secret. I just launched a brand new podcast called The Visionary Rising. You are going to love this new podcast if you're ready for beyond the basics marketing, business, mindset, and visibility for creative entrepreneurs, including hairstylists, educators, coaches, photographers, and online business owners. And Hairstylist Rising will remain a place where you can listen in on conversations with industry leaders, whereas the actual marketing and mindset lessons from yours truly will mostly exist over on the new show. So make sure you go follow wherever you're listening to this podcast. The Visionary Rising was born because I realized that although we come from similar backgrounds in terms of a lot of us being hairstylists, we need to stop seeing ourselves just as our job description and start seeing ourselves for who we truly are. In my community, I realized the thing we have in common isn't just the beauty industry. It's that we are visionaries, we are creatives with heart, we have so much purpose and a burning desire to make a huge impact. We want to build businesses that give us the lifestyles that we dream about and also start a ripple effect for our clients and communities. Now, here's the fun thing. I've actually created a bunch of bonus content for you, and all you have to do is hit subscribe on the Visionary Rising podcast over on your favorite podcast player and leave a rating so I can see what you think. Then just send me a DM and DM me a screenshot over on Instagram on the brand new page, The Visionary Rising, and we'll send your bonus goodies over. I am so excited for you to listen into this new show. We have just dropped three incredible episodes to celebrate our launch. So pause this, go check out The Visionary Rising, and we can get into today's episode. Hey there, welcome back to the Hairstylist Rising podcast. Today we are going to talk all about burnout proofing your beauty business with boundaries, systems, and automation. So I want to ask you a question before we get into today's episode. Do you ever find yourself just totally exhausted with running your business as an independent hairstylist or a beauty business entrepreneur? I will put my hand up and admit that this absolutely has happened to me. And I want you to know that if you are really resonating with what I just said and you are feeling that exhaustion right this minute, you are not alone, friend. The requirement to be on all the time is one of the biggest challenges business owners face, particularly within the service industry and the beauty industry. The relationship, as we know, between beauty pros and their guests is unlike any other, but I want to remind you that you cannot pour from an empty cup, okay? Your time is a non-renewable resource, and my guest, Hunter Donia, is helping hairstylists take theirs back. On today's episode, we are going all in on implementing boundaries in your business, automation, using technology to save you time, effective client communication, and making sure the success that you are chasing is truly aligned with what you want for your business and what you want for your life. So Hunter is one of the most amazing, uplifting people that I know. And so I know that you are going to be so inspired by today's episode. So without further ado, let's get started and you can learn from Hunter. You're listening to the Hairstylist Rising podcast. Here we talk about creating a career you love. 
we go deep into mindset, marketing, business, and life as a hairstylist. I'm your host, Jody Brown, a hairstylist veteran turned branding and marketing mentor for ambitious, inspired beauty pros like you. On this podcast, we share the real stories of leaders within the beauty industry and actionable trainings that leave you with the tools and guidance that will inspire you to build your best life as a hairstylist. From branding, business, and marketing to mindset, life, and finding fulfillment, no topic is off limits here. Get ready to be educated and inspired. This is the Hairstylist Rising Podcast. Hi, Hunter. Welcome back to the Hairstylist Rising Podcast. I am so excited to have you. The last conversation was so fun, and I feel like we have connected on so many levels since then. So thank you. Thank you for coming back on the show. Dude, I am freaking hype to be back on the show. I, I really, I truly did have a lot of fun recording with you last time. I remember we recorded pretty early in the morning last time and I slept my ass out of bed and I got onto the, like my computer and I like, and we had, we haven't had too much connection at that point. But once we started talking, I was like, this is my girl. I am so freaking excited to be on here. And so that's why I was so excited that you were willing to have me back on. And I'm super excited to have you on my podcast as well, too, at some point soon. And I'm excited to share with your audience because it's a cool crew. You got you got some cool people in your corner. I remember after the last episode release, I had so many of your people like DM me and tell me like that they really enjoyed the episode and they just seem like some really badass hairstylists. So I'm really happy to be here and I'm really excited to get to chat today. You are 100% right. Like I have the best listeners. I will say that. Yes. And yeah, I had so much fun, not only like connecting with you and chatting with you and just getting to know you better, but also because I think that your take on our industry is fresh and necessary and addresses a lot of the issues that, you know, entrepreneurs in the beauty industry face as they navigate being self-employed, whatever that looks like. So I think that this is going to be such a good episode. So if you are doing other things, if you are listening while you are, you know, writing your social media content or whatever that is, I want you to pay attention to this one. Yes. (laughs) Good. I'm really excited. So before we get started today, just in case anyone missed your last episode on the show, would you mind just introducing yourself and telling my listeners who you are, what you're about and what you are doing for the beauty industry now? Yes. So my name is Hunter Donia. I am a hairstylist based out of central Pennsylvania. I am in my own salon suite. And I am most of the time now, I'm an online educator for hairstylists and I teach business and I teach hairstylists how to set boundaries by automating and elevating their client experience. So I teach all about streamlining your communication with your clients, setting up great technology and systems and tools in your business. So, so that way you can reclaim time, freedom, and energy from this crazy ass life of being a hairstylist that we live in nowadays. You know, I think we can all relate that with the fact that being a hairstylist right now looks a whole lot different than what it looked like 20 years ago. You know, uh, 20 years ago, you just had a salon that you worked in and you had word of mouth traffic coming in and you just kind of waited to grow your clientele and it was all cool and good and dandy. But, you know, especially with the pandemic, things have changed and that good old wait around and get experience and hand out your cards at the mall, it just does not cut it anymore. And we are doing business a lot differently and consumers are expecting business to be done a lot differently. And that demands a lot more 
from us as hairstylists and especially as independents, that can be super overwhelming. And my friend, if you're listening to this and you are an independent hairstylist, or even if you're a team-based employee, I know that you can relate to this in one way or another. And I want you to know that I have been there. I'm exactly where you are right now. I know what it feels like to want to create such an awesome career out of out of this job that you have, out of this beautiful, creative, passionate job that we we get to have as, as human beings. And I know that you're working so hard for it and it takes a lot of hustle and you want to be doing all the things, but it is unsustainable if we are not doing it in a really smart, strategic way. And so what I help hairstylists do is make sure that We're using our time as efficiently as possible, and we are alleviating as much pressure as possible so we can continue to show up in the same capacity that we want to show up in to create the beautiful career that we want for ourselves without burning out. So that's what I'm here to talk about today, and I'll stop there. I love that. You know, it's one of those things too. This brings me back to the last chat we had because one of the things you said was like, if you're not able to sustain like your guest experience, they will notice over time, right? So we always talk about like attracting clients, but maintaining your clients and, you know, keeping that relationship and keeping them happy is just as important. It's a lot easier to keep an existing client than it is to attract a new one. So that word sustainable, I think is really, really important, particularly because when we go independent, sometimes because you're so excited about the freedom and being a new business owner and just like getting to do all the things, the tasks that stack up don't seem as heavy at first because you're so excited and you're like in that zone of just wanting to be your own boss and like it's it's so fun. But I think what happens is like in those times we set up habits that once the buzz wears off and the honeymoon period's over, it's like how can we keep going with that? And a lot of the time, that's where your guest experience starts to suffer and you start to burn out, right? Uh, you hit the nail on the head. And I've actually never even, I've never thought about it like that, but it's so damn true. So do you mind me sharing my story about like how I got to where I am right now? Please do, please do. And like why I started teaching this. So so, <clears throat> so I got into a suite during the pandemic. So like as soon as quarantine lifted in Pennsylvania, I was like, yep, this is what I'm going to do. And so I literally, I was, I was growing in a brand new area and a team-based salon and I was barely like a week booked out at a time. I got into my suite when quarantine lifted and I blew up really fast because I had that new excitement, that buzz, that motivation. I was like, I need to make this work. I want to make this work. I want to do all the things. And so that's exactly what I did. I I worked my tail off and I became, and I, like you said, like, I love that you, the way that you put it was so good. I created all these habits of all the things that I did to create a badass business for myself. So I literally went from like a week booked out barely at a time to like three and a half months booked out with five new guest requests a week. Like it was like that. It truly was. It was crazy. And with that, I was about six months in. I was about six months in and I, it was like around the holidays and I was just so exhausted. 
I was coming in early, staying late, all my days off. I was at home working my ass off with social media content, always rescheduling, talking to my clients, booking people, revising my website, doing the inventory, all of it, right? Now having to worry about my own finances and my taxes and my bookkeeping. Like there is so much. And I had this moment where I was like, I was so grateful for all the success that I had, you know, quote unquote success, right? Because we have to define what success actually means for us. And to me, success is not running the hamster wheel and working my ass off 24 seven. It might look like it is from the outside being as far booked out as I was and having all these new guest requests, like super grateful for that. Like I worked my ass off for it, but, and I was grateful for it. But it came with its own issues where I felt like I had to come in early, stay late on my days off and keep keep on this hamster wheel just to keep this, this momentum of success that I had. And it came to the holidays and I was like, at this rate that I'm doing this right now, I, how am I supposed to do this for a long time? Like yeah. if I want this to be like a long-term strategy for myself, like I just don't see this being sustainable and I don't see me ever like becoming a salon owner. I don't see me hiring an assistant. It's just not in the car. I mean, it's not, not that it's not in the cards for me, but it's something that I'm not interested in doing at all. Like it's just something that is not my tea. And so I'm like, there, how the hell can this possibly be something that going back to the word sustainable is sustainable for me to where I'm reaping the benefits of all the success that I'm creating and I'm going home and I'm creating a great life for myself, you know, without burning myself out. And I just, I hit this tipping point where I, I realize I need to create some radical ass change in my business. And, you know, when we talk about Sorry, I have like this like frog in my throat. When we talk about, you know, being super overbooked and like, like a lot of new guest requests coming in, our fur, our mind goes to, as we know now, supply and demand. Okay, do your do your price increase. Like you need to thin out your books, do a price increase. For me, a price increase was not enough. It wasn't right. enough. Like I I tried to thin out my books with a price increase and it still was not enough because I didn't have systems in place that were supporting me in setting boundaries for myself in my business and allowing me to feel comfortable enough to live in my personal life without be, being on 24/7 and always checking my phone and my my work email and and checking my books and all of those things. And so what I had to do was create all of these these automated streamlined systems and set some really strong boundaries with them that 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 changed and things for me and turned things around so that way I was making the most the best use of my time moving forward because as any CEO knows any fortune 500 company CEO knows any successful business owner knows is time is money and you will do everything in your power as a CEO to really look at how you're spending your time and how you can use it the most the most efficiently and how can you take that time and delegate it and make more for yourself as much as possible because time is so valuable it is an unreplenishable resource where money you can always make more money money doesn't run out time runs out and you don't you don't get it back and so as a CEO, as a successful CEO of my own business, I really learned that lesson the hard way. And I had to make a change to make sure that I was taking that time seriously. So. Yeah, yeah. I think that's so important. Yeah. And 
<laughs> Mic drop. And one of the things too that I think is like really important to consider, I had a similar moment actually when I was behind the chair as well. And I always call it like <laughs> when I talk to my students in my program, it's like the peanut butter sandwich moment, which sounds so ridiculous, but I, I miraculously found a daycare that would open until like eight o'clock. And so I was like not saying no, working all these evenings, because if I'm being a hundred percent honest, being an in-demand stylist feeds the ego if you're not careful, right? So, you know, and it's like, oh, like, especially that, like, you know, one of my friends, Dawn, always says, like, when someone says you're the only person that can do my hair, like, that's like a serotonin hit. We all love that. So that can be get in the way of boundaries. And I remember, like, you know how you said during the holidays, mine was, I was trying to, like, I picked my son up from daycare. They'd been playing outside. I'm, like, trying to feed him a peanut butter sandwich in the bathtub at, like, nine o'clock at night. And I was like, this is it. This is the end of me bending over backwards for everyone else but myself. So I think like we all kind of come to that moment when you're overbooked and you're too busy and you don't have boundaries. But what about if you're still building? Like how, like, can you speak on that a little bit? Because I think sometimes, you know, when we become educators, often there's a tipping point and a reason that we became educators, right? So we're sharing from that space of like having gotten to a, a breaking point. And I, I always like to mention when we're telling these stories on the podcast, you do not have to wait until it gets there. The ideal situation is it doesn't get there. So can you speak on that a little bit? Like how you can start to implement, you know, boundaries and where you need to look at before you even get to that breaking point? Oh my God. Okay. So while it's on the top of my head, can I share my like specific breaking point story really quick? But please bring me back to this because I really want to answer this. Okay. Don't let my ADHD get in the way. So I was, what, what really was like a moment for me that like really messed me up was I have this amazing client. I freaking love her. Super ideal client. Okay. I love what I do on her and she is amazing. I decided that I was going to have this girl come in and I was going to stay later on a Friday to accommodate her because she couldn't get in on any other days that I was available. I mean, I'm not available on any freaking days when you're four months solidly booked out. Like there's no days that you're available. So, so I just had to come in later, right? Well, I didn't have to do anything, but I did because that's what we do as people pleasers, as service providers. And so I ended up working this 12 hour shift on a Friday and she was my last guest and I was exhausted. Like I was pooped. Like I was out, you know? So I was doing her hair. Everything was cool. She's so sweet. I love this girl. We were just doing like a golden balayage. Like that was the goal. Okay. I go to rinse out her, her balayage and I go to tone her. I, I'm applying the toner. And then all of a sudden I look at her hair and her hair is turning purple. <gasps> it was turning purple. <laughs> <laughs> like purple, like actually purple. Okay. And so I like go and look at the tube that I grabbed and it was an eight violet instead of an eight gold oh. and like a eight real violet, not like a toner violet, like an eight violet, you know? Yeah. And so I just realized that I would have not 
done that. I would have not done a disservice to her. I would not have done a disservice to myself because of how stressed out I was and how, how exhausted I was and how depleted I was. Everybody was losing at the end of the day. And because I thought that I was doing something that was right, that was accommodating to this client, right? Mm-hmm. By doing that, by breaking my own boundaries, by not saying no, I actually ended up doing a disservice to her by getting her in on my time off. Where mm-hmm. in reality, we're like, okay, well, I'm doing this person a favor. It's like, no, you're not doing this person a favor because this person wants you to show up with your 100%. And I know that that's how you and everybody listening to this wants to show up when you are taking money from somebody, right? And so that was a really big breaking point for me. And I know everybody's always like, finish the story. How did it go? And I threw some, I threw some toner on it and it was fine. She, she liked it. It was cool. So thank God. Right. But I mean, it really, really screwed me up. I, I, I got really upset about it and I was like, you know what? Something really needs to change at this point. So that's when I made some changes. Yeah. It's always those times where you've already been there and it's, it's not even, it's like, yes, you can fix it. But then it's like, you've got this like almost inner resentment where you're like, ugh, and now I'm staying another half an hour. Now I'm doing this and you're mad at yourself and you're resentful. It's like, yeah, it's just not a good space to be in. Boundaries are for everybody. They are not the people think that setting boundaries are, is such a selfish thing. It is the most selfless thing that you can freaking do is set boundaries. It is the, it is the hands down. Brene Brown, everybody knows who Brene Brown is. I hope that you do. Brene Brown says that in her past 10 to 15 to 20 years of research, out of all the people that she's interviewed, by far the most compassionate people that she has met are by far the most boundary people that she, that she has interviewed. Because boundaries allow you to show up in a, an authentic way for other human beings and give your give your 100% to other human beings. So Ooh. anyways. I want to add something to this too because I know a lot of the people that listen, like I have like stylists and, you know, beauty pros and a lot of them are moms too. And this might like be a little controversial, but – I have been reading this book called We Should All Be Millionaires by Rachel Rogers. It's amazing. And one of the biggest points in in the book that I've been reading so far is that you should have boundaries at home as well. And as far as taking care of yourself when it comes to your kids and your family and your, you know, your friends and all of these things. And I, just as you were talking, I was like, oh yes, it's so true that in order to be fulfilled, you can be resentful in any area of your life, whether it's work, whether it's at home. And if you're not ever taking time for yourself or putting your own needs first, and even in this book, she's like, yep, even before your kids sometimes. It's something that I've tried to start implementing over the past year and it's made a big difference. So if I'm burnt out, I will express to my partner, I need some time and I need some space. And I think that it is, it's true that in every area of your life, if you show up and try to be a people pleaser and try to always put everyone else before yourself, there is no way to sustain that long-term and be happy. I just don't think it's possible. And you end up screwing yourself over even more, right? Like you just like dig yourself a deeper hole, you know, and nothing, nothing changes. So back to, okay. So I want to kind of go. Yeah. I went off on a tangent. (laughs) Let's get back. Yeah. No, thank you so much for sharing that. That I, I completely love everything that you just said. So. I get this question a lot because I teach to a lot of strategies that are very 
fresh, new, controversial that people are like, oh my God, like you can't tell these beauty school students to do this. And I'm like, okay, I am a firm, okay, okay. I'm going to go on a rant. We live in a very interesting time of the industry where there's a lot of noise. Like there is a whole lot of noise. There's a whole lot of us as educators. We have our own marketing. We have our own messaging. We have our own core values and beliefs and things that we coach to, you know, and, and people follow that and people take that seriously. At the end of the day, though, we are all so different. We are all such individuals. We all have such unique experiences and businesses and structures and lives. And I think that people as business owners have to start taking radical responsibility for what they decide is right for them and the actions that they take for them, for themselves and their business, you know? And so for me, I, in my program, when I'm teaching to these types of strategies and boundaries and automation and all these things, I make it very clear as the very, very freaking clear that not everything that I coach to is going to be right for them, you know, and, and you have to really take in consideration what part of your career you're at, what your structure is, who you're serving most of the time, et cetera, et cetera, and how this fits into your business if it does at all. And I think it's very actually irresponsible as any of us as educators, as leaders, as people who who do have a say in what these people are doing, you know? I, I think it's really important that we take that responsibility seriously and do recognize that what we say is not the end-all be-all for every single person. I could not agree more. I don't know if you read the thing that I put on Instagram this morning, but like literally the exact same thing as like, I (laughs) I did not see it. That's so funny. I'll have to check it out. How your ideal mentor needs to respect your vision and you need to be able to like, not everything is going to be a copy paste. I love, love, love that you said that. Absolutely. And so, you know, on both sides of the both sides of the fence, you know, I believe the 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 consumer, the the business owner, the hairstylist, whatever, needs to take absolutely radical responsibility for their own decisions. You know, I think that you know nobody else is responsible for your business and your decisions besides you. Period. Yeah. However, as somebody with influence, you know, it would be irresponsible for us to just say that everybody has to do this one thing and it'll work for them. It just doesn't make sense. So, anyways. Based upon that, what you need to consider if you are building and you're not in this like really steady, stable space, right, is what is important to you right now? What is worth it to you right now? Because I have people in my programs who have crazy ass lives who can sustainably live off of the lower amount of influx of income that they have as of right now rebuilding in a new area, starting out fresh, whatever it may be, they can live like that, you know, and be completely stable and fine. And it is much more worth it for them to have these boundaries in place fully than it is to be stressed out and unhappy and making and making a shit ton of money with no happiness, right? Then I have people who have taken these strategies and they have made it work for being a little bit more accessible and providing a little bit more of a concierge personal experience, but allowing those systems and strategies to support them in doing so, which actually allows them to grow 
faster, you know? So it just, it's just taking the tools and the systems and learning about how this technology can actually support you and taking it and figuring out what is best for you and your business right now then and there. And so the way that I teach to boundaries, because this is the problem that I see a lot, um, you know, in the past two years, I think we've had this massive awakening to boundaries. I think that we've every other Instagram post in the industry is all about boundaries now. I swear to God. And I think what has happened with that is, is we are such a burnt out industry. We have we have worked ourselves into the ground. We are so sick of letting ourselves be stomped all over because we have we have to take responsibility for that that we are moving so far left into boundaries so fast and quickly and operating out of fear without a strategy that we oftentimes jeopardize our professionalism when we are implementing these boundaries, right? We jeopardize our, 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 we jeopardize the mission of elevating the way that we are perceived as a profession, right? We all want to be perceived as a higher value profession. We all want to be perceived as the same way that people with a college degree are perceived, you know? And, and the more that we, the more that we approach these types of things without strong strategy, mentorship, and care, the more that we will risk just depleting our perceived value and our perceived professionalism, you know? And oh, so, so good. I completely agree with you. And I've seen a lot of this and, you know, you know how I feel about the passive aggressive Instagram posts and all of the things. Anyone listening to this podcast also knows how I feel. I just want to say that again. Like, what do you risk if you are not being empathetic and treating, you know, the way that you speak about and implement boundaries with care. You are risking the perception of you, your business, and this entire industry. Like, aren't you so sick of telling people that you're a hairstylist and then being like, oh, like, that's a cute little side gig. Like, aren't <laughs> we so effing sick of that? And when are, and, and, and we will never change the perception of us charging, quote unquote, charging too much for what we're doing if we don't start to change the narrative. And the narrative comes from our actions, right? The perception comes from our actions. And so we risk moving forward in progress towards that because that's what I think that we all collectively want. The more that we lean into the fear of not of of being so sick of this shit and seeing so many other people implementing these boundaries now and just doing it without a plan or without thinking about the repercussions of what you're doing. And so like I am um, I something that I like to say and something that my my good friend and student Jessica Fung says, I got it from her. She said it one time and I was like this is brilliant. Being a good human is doing good business. And boundaries is good business. Like it truly really is. Mm -hmm. But you can't forget that you are a human. You are creating very personal, super personal relationships with these people. People, I, I'm a very firm believer that you have to tell people about your price increases. Like it's something that like you have to announce it. You have to make people aware, yada, yada, yada. And people are like, well, the grocery store doesn't tell people when they raise their prices. Like they just like people just like check out and like they... They, the grocery store doesn't have to announce things. And I'm like, well, the grocery store doesn't know your 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 entire family's names and ages. Yeah, your the grocery store also labels it up front so you can choose whether or not you take it home or not. There you go. There you go, right? There you go. And, and so your, your clients have a, a different type of trust with you than almost any other industry. Like, I mean, honestly, I would even go as far as saying like, like very similar to doctors and therapists 
if not sometimes more than that. And so, you know, you need to take in consideration those relationships. And that does not mean that you have to jeopardize your boundaries and how you're respecting yourself and how you demand respect. But it does mean that the way that you do it has to be in a professional manner. And what, and going back to my original point is the way that I teach is the best of both worlds because I have been able to do this with the best of both worlds myself in my own business. And I've been able to implement (laughs) everything that I have implemented and I teach to in a way where everybody wins at the end of the day, where I know that I am serving my clients better and they are having a more convenient experience with me, but it's all about exactly how you set everything up. And so for example, like online booking only. So like I do online booking only behind the chair. Like nobody can text me, call me or DM me about getting an appointment with me. You have to go through my online booking. Why? So many different reasons. But one of the reasons is obviously when I'm not working behind the chair, I don't want to have to be booking people all the time, right? Two, I don't. What happens is if you are the one who is in charge of your schedule, you are also you you have the you have the autonomy, you have the choice to break your own boundaries, right? So what I do is with all of my systems is I alleviate the pressure of that and I just remove the option. I'm like, I'm no longer the one who is saying yes or no or in control of if I'm coming in early, staying late or on my days off. My client and my online schedule, that's who is in charge of that because I know that if Susie is asking me to come in early or no. If Susie can't get in with me at a convenient time for herself and I don't have any times for her within my working hours, I'm going to become weak and I'm going to get her in on my days off. Like it just, it, we are only humans and and we can preach about the mindset shit as much as we want. We can preach about boundaries as much as we want, but we are only humans. And I am a firm believer that we have enough shit that we need to work on with our mindsets in our personal life. So the less that I have to worry about that shit in my business, the better. And if I can just create a system that holds me accountable to boundaries, that removes the risk of me saying yes when I really should have said no, then that's convenient for me and it's convenient for the client and it's fair for the client because your client prefers that they book online. Your client doesn't want to wait for you to get back to them. And they're able to literally in a very fair way, see your entire schedule and know that you're not working at this time or this time, instead of them seeing you in person or over the phone, looking at your schedule and really thinking that you are in full control and you're, you're just like not getting them in because of this or that or the third, you know? So So, I mean, that's just one example of all the systems that I have in place. But like when you have something like that in place, it's not just serving you. It's also serving the client. However, you have to have that system set up in a convenient way that makes sense for your clients. And so what I see oftentimes is I'll ask people, I'm like, okay, are you using online booking? Like in your business, like, is that something that, that works well for you or that you're implementing? And they'll say, yes. But then I'm like, okay, so like how often are your clients using your online booking? And it's like, well, maybe like once every other week, 
you know? And it's because we oftentimes don't have our online booking menus set up in a way that makes sense for our clients. And so it's something that's frustrating for them. It's something that they, that like literally it looks like, like a different language to them. And so they're going to get frustrated and they're going to want to go straight to you, which is the source, right? Because they know that you'll take care of them. And, and then you just further train that, that bad behavior that you, you, that makes it seem like it's okay to reach out to you. But again, like you have to take radical responsibility as a CEO and be like, okay, I want these people to use my online booking and I want that to be a boundary for me now. But if you don't make it convenient for them, then you're not rolling it out in a professional, convenient way. And then people will want to leave you. But if you're doing it in a way that serves the client, that makes it easy for the client, and you take responsibility for that, then it can work for you. And you can every and then everybody wins at the end of the day. You know, I'll stop. Yeah. You know, I'm going to just say this and then we'll get back to this. But I think that sometimes because of the world that we live in now, a lot of education or a lot of the things we see online are very hack happy. It's very like, you don't even just use online booking and that's it. This is something as someone who teaches marketing, I come up against this all the time. And I think sometimes we forget that it's not just the one thing. It's like your foundation. And sometimes the shortcut is the work. And you have to actually put these things into place in order to make your systems work for you. The example I'll use, because you know we talk about marketing a lot on the podcast, is like just learning how to make a reel is not a marketing strategy. <laughs> you need all of the foundation. So just implementing online booking, if you don't have the system set up, yeah, maybe that won't work for you. So the idea of doing the foundational work and setting it up so that it's good for you and it's good for your client applies to everything. And you're doing a real service by explaining that. Because so often I think that educators want to make things seem too easy. And it's not that they're hard. It's just that there's a couple steps involved. And then when stylists start to try and implement this stuff, it's with half measures, half the education, and then they're not getting good results. And then it makes, it validates their fear of change. And so then they're even more scared to implement new things and the thing doesn't work for them. And so then they're scarred for life. And they're like, well, I tried to do this and it didn't work. Like you said, and it's like, okay, well, you need to be putting in the work. <laughs> like there's, it's more than, it's more than just like, it's more than just, you, you hit the nail on the head. You, you said it, you said it for me. So yeah, I completely agree. And, and a lot of the stuff that I teach you, it just needs to be set up the right not even the right way because it's going to be different for everybody, but it needs to be set up with intentionality and care and with the client's experience in mind. And often, very often, yeah. we do not put ourselves in our client's shoes and we think that client and we we put the blame right onto our clients instead of mm-hmm. taking radical responsibility and thinking, okay, this isn't working. I'm getting negative response, but I still want to implement this strategy. What do I need to change? How can we make this work? Like take a step back and think about it from an analytical perspective instead of getting so emotional, which is what we do. 85% of our decisions are, are emotional decisions. They're not rational ones. And what what ends up happening is, is that we just burn it to the ground or we don't make changes or we get overwhelmed. And when we do the work of, this is definitely a lot of mindset work and it's way easier said than done. So don't get me wrong, but- when we set our, when we separate ourselves ourselves and our personal lives from our business 
and we can look at it from a CEO's perspective analytically, like write it all down and out and see it from a like non-emotional perspective, we're able to really dissect it and, and make rational, clear decisions around it. But, you know, having the mentorship, having the step-by-step plan, having the, op- having, having community who has gone through that same, that same situation with, with you, and ha- they've had that experience before and seen what works and what doesn't for their specific situation, it is a game changer. You know, that's really, truly like what will make the, what will be the difference for people. And that's exactly why I create, created my course. And I'm sure that's why you created yours is because like people need these spaces to create these changes that this, that this time of the world is demanding from these hairstylists. Yeah, absolutely. It's one of those things where the fact that we have these spaces accessible and available now is so important because you often do pick up on those around you, right? It's it's a, a very classic personal development quote. I think it's Jim Rob. You're the sum of the people that you surround yourself with. And I think that that is by and large true. So by creating these communities and these places and even things like having podcasts and people like yourself who share your stories, we talk about these things in an authentic and and transparent way so that other stylists who are going through these issues and, you know, are wanting to elevate their careers and themselves know that they're not alone. And just because, you know, maybe the other stylists in your salon want want to do it their way and you want to do it differently, that doesn't mean you're wrong. So I think that community and the availability of education now is what is driving the positive changes in our industry. Yeah, I completely agree. I'm really grateful that we have like, I mean, you and I have so many cool friends. I've made so many cool friends over the past year. Like online and stuff, like like there's so many cool ass people and so so many people doing such unique and forward thinking things and and really, really helping people. And it is just magical to see. And I'm so glad that you and I are able to have this connection because you are definitely on that list of mine. And I really appreciate that we get to to collaboratively like make a difference and and share our knowledge with the people and uh, help people grow their business in a sustainable way where they actually love their career and and they never feel like they should have chosen something else like that's my why like my why is I don't want anybody because this industry has done everything for me it has it has done everything for me like it truly really has and in so many ways way more than just money like way more than that and I never want anybody to feel like they have to give up something that fulfills them or has given them so much or helps them make an impact in other people's lives because they don't have the tools and resources to create something sustainable and thriving for the rest of their lives. So thank you so much for being a part of that in this industry, because what you're doing is really badass, Jody. And I'm glad that we get to be connected and be doing it together. Oh my God, me too. And I echo every single thing you just said because I think that the coolest thing is that there's so many different perspectives. And like you said, we get to connect with and you know communicate with some of the most amazing people every day. And being able to bring stylists from all over the world into that conversation and just uplift the industry is something I consider a huge privilege. And I'm very, very grateful for that. And, you know, one of the things too, that I'll share while we're on this, but, you know, some of the real time shifts I've seen 
have been the most inspiring things for me. Like stylists who are, you know, in situations where, and these are things that I literally even, I I can't, I can't believe they're still happening, but like, you know, being discriminated against based on anything, like any of their identities. And that's something that's still happening. And being able to empower stylists to be business owners and to be able to step out of situations that are harmful or don't is one of the biggest things that I'm grateful for. It's just such a beautiful... So, you know, while there's more expected of us, there's also so much more possibility in our industry now than I think there ever has been. And I'm super excited about it. Yeah, me too, you. I love it. Beautifully said. And thank you, listener, friend, for being a part of the change, you know, because if people don't get on board, right, with like our messaging and stuff, and like if we don't all come together as a community, right, because we are all in this together, like we are all trying to elevate the industry in our own unique and beautiful way. And you as a stylist listening to this or a beauty professional listening to this, you are a part of that change. And it starts with you and it starts with being the example. And thank you so much for for tuning into Jody and taking this business seriously. And again, setting an example for generations to come and also people who have been in it for however long, because it's important. It's important that you're doing that work right now for yourself, because that's what you deserve for yourself and the rest of the industry. So thank you so much for having me on here. Thank you for letting me share with your audience today, Jody. I really appreciate it. So where can people find you? And please share the name of your podcast, because I know that my listeners love discovering new podcasts for stylists. Yeah, dude. So, oh my gosh. Okay. You can find me on the Instagram, okay? And I want you to DM me and tell me that you heard me on Jody's podcast on Hairstylist Rising, okay? It's at Hair by Hunty, H-U-N-T-Y on Instagram. And so go and find me there. That's the great, the greatest place to start with me. If you want to get connected with me, if you want to see what I share and what I teach, all that good stuff, Instagram is the the place to find me. And my podcast is called the Modern Hairstylist Podcast. You can listen to it on any podcast platform, probably the one that you're listening to right now. And on there, we talk about a a vast amount of topics, but we mostly talk about how to grow your business without all of the overwhelm in today's day and age. And I would love to share just in case people want to get started with boundaries, automation and systems and stuff like that. I do have a free resource for people if you would like to download it and get started. It has all the tutorials, all the templates, everything that you need step-by-step-by-step to get just started with professional boundaries. And it's called Five Ways to Automate Your Business. And it's just a free PDF download. You can find that at hunterdonia.com forward slash Jody. We we created a special link just for y'all listening to the hairstylist rising. So so yeah, you can find it there. Love that. Thank you so much for providing that for my listeners. That is an amazing resource. And thank you again, Hunter, for being here. I feel like we could chat all day, but we're gonna have to end at some point. So Dude, I know. Well, oh my gosh, Luan, I can't wait to have you on my freaking podcast. That's gonna be so much fun. Yeah, no, again, thank you so much for having me here. You know how much I appreciate you. Thank you for listening to this today, friend. Can't wait to chat with you soon. So much love. Thank you so much for listening in to another episode of the Hairstylist Rising podcast. 
If you haven't already, make sure you like, subscribe, and leave us a review. Be sure to check out our show notes for all of the links mentioned in today's episode. And if you want to get in touch with me and let me know what you're thinking, what you'd like to see on the podcast, or just share your favorite episode, send me a DM over on Instagram, either at Hairstylist Rising or at It's Jody Brown. I am so excited to see you back here, same place, same time next week. And until then, I am Jody Brown. I am your host and I'm signing off now. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast and we'll see you next week.